Hey, it's Latif from Radio Lab. Our goal with each episode is to make you think, how did I live this long and not know that? Radio Lab, adventures on the edge of what we think we know. Listen wherever you get podcasts. Okay, folks, today we're taking a ride way, way, way up above the Earth's surface. Four, three, two, one. Booster ignition and liftoff. Look around, enjoy zero gravity, and take a moment to enjoy the deafening sound of space. Right. So there's no actual sound in space, of course, but let's listen to the sounds that we associate with the great dark abyss. Here's the sound of solar wind in a space voyage past Saturn. You might remember hearing the first space shuttle taking off. We've gone for main engine start. We have main engine start. The sound of a Vela pulsar spinning. And Grateful Dead drummer Mickey Hart's take on that noise. And this is the newly imagined sound of a star dying. Or, more specifically, the sound of a star being consumed by a black hole, though the actual sound would be at a frequency that's impossible for human beings to hear. Astronomers from the University of Michigan were able to speculate about what a dying star would sound like after tracking the light that was emitted by a star as it was shredded by a massive black hole. The light's frequencies were correlated with musical notes. And that allows us to imagine a sound occurring nearly 4 billion light years away. Dr. John Miller is a professor of astronomy at the University of Michigan, and he was on the team that made the discovery. He helped CNN to recreate the sound. So the frequency of those light variations uh, would be, we think, something like a D-sharp, about 16 octaves off of the middle of the piano keyboard. So a piano wouldn't do the job for you. You'd probably have to get something like a synthesizer, find the nearest D-sharp, And then you step an octave down on the piano keyboard. And then you step another octave down on the piano keyboard. And then another. You'll soon run out of keyboard. And so in the best case scenario, you might be able to step down three or four times across a piano keyboard. And that doesn't really get you down to the frequency that we observed from this black hole. Professor Miller joins us now. That's really incredible, Professor Miller. How did you first discover that you were looking at a dying star, and and why did you decide to try to determine what it would sound like? Oh, well, uh, good morning, and thanks for for having me. So um, other people have asked the same thing, and they, they wondered, how is it that when you are looking at something that's 4 billion light years away, you know, how do you know that it's a single star getting ripped apart? And what I've told them is it's it's sort of like being in a restaurant. You know, you don't really know how many plates there are, and you don't have to see all of the plates, but you sure know when one drops, right? Mm-hmm. So when this star uh, wandered too close to the black hole in the middle of its galaxy and got shredded and eventually eaten, it became extremely bright in uh, X-ray light and did so very, very quickly. And one thing astronomy is getting much better at these days is 
scanning as much of the sky as possible as often as possible, in some cases almost all of the sky every night. So this came on really strong and got astronomers everywhere really excited. And and why did you decide to try to figure out? So there's no sound in space. We know that from like fifth grade science. But yeah, you Professor said, Miller, in oh. space, no one can hear you scream. You know that. <laughs> That's true. That's right. true. Todd Zwillick, a little scare, <laughs> scare factor this morning. Why did you decide to, to determine what it would sound like? Well, you know, frequencies are something that we, you know, encounter every day. I think, you know, people are, are pretty well adept, you know, can handle the idea of frequencies when it comes to sound. Mm-hmm. People understand a high pitch and a low pitch. And when we're looking at black holes, one of the things we really want to do is get as close to the black hole as possible. And we do that uh, by trying to trace the orbits of gas just before it falls in. Those orbits have a natural period, just the way You know, our Earth's orbit around the sun has a period of one year. Uh, When gas gets very close to a black hole, it also has a natural period or, if you like, you know, equivalently a frequency. And so I thought that the best way to help people understand what we were seeing was to think think about it in terms of sound. So as we heard in in that clip from CNN just a little bit earlier, you found a note that was something like a D-sharp, about 16 octaves down from the middle of a keyboard. Why did you use that particular note? Well, the the actual frequency that we uh, saw was about 4.8 millihertz, which is sort of like striking a beat once every 200 seconds. Okay. It's, it's for the middle of the piano keyboard, and, and A is 440 beats per second, so it's very different. Um, if you just step, you know, you can, you can do the... The math, we actually had to do it for the first time to make this analogy, I'll be honest. <laughs> and, and, you know, so it actually turns out to be a D-sharp and, and slightly out of tune, in fact. So if it's possible to speculate on the sound of a star being shredded by a black hole, is it possible to imagine other sounds of space activity? Have you done anything else? Well, we see frequencies when things uh, spiral into black holes of all different masses. Mm-hmm. There are black holes that we know about that result from stellar deaths. And so they have a mass of something like 10 times the mass of our sun. And the black holes that we looked at in this case, uh, that particular black hole was maybe about a million times the mass of our sun. And the frequency seems to scale with mass. So when we look at very small black holes, we see the equivalent of a high pitch. And when we look at more massive black holes, which have longer intrinsic length scales, we we have what's effectively a lower pitch. This is the symphony of space that Carl Sagan was always talking about. You've done it. In some sense. <laughs> right? <laughs> I, right? You know, he, this, this was his thing, the symphony, of, the symphony of the cosmos. You've done it. What do you think would, the, would be the sound, Professor Miller, of Earth being eaten by a black hole? Um, I think it would be uh, much the same as long as it was a black hole of about the same mass. And the... Uh, black hole in the center of the Milky Way has a very similar mass. So I think Earth being eaten would sound about the same. Maybe with a little jazz thrown in. Dr. John Miller is a (laughs) professor of astronomy at the University of Michigan. He was on a team that made this discovery. Thanks so much, Professor. Thanks again.